Hey, what is up? Well, I'm the guest host for my daughter, Sadie. It's amazing the pressure that I feel having to like live up to this. It's a different audience. And, you know, when I think about being a substitute, it always bumps me out because I'm like, have you ever went, like gone to something where you're like, for me, it's a, like a church. Like I, w- I went to this church one time. It was way away from where I live, and I was so excited about hearing the speaker. And then they get up and say, we have a guest speaker. And I'm like, oh, rats. This is hard. Oh, I can't believe it. You know, what terrible luck. What was interesting was, and the guest speaker <laughs> happened to be Levi Lusco. So then it was amazing. So that I was like, oh, wow. So I got to hear him as a speaker. So hopefully today you're not like, bummed out if you you know Sadie has done a lot of these she has had a child and she's stepping out and so her old man is coming out of the woods to step in and fill in for and I hope you enjoy it because we got a crazy guest today I mean we are uh one in the same in a lot of ways so um hopefully I don't screw this up All right, people, uh, I'm so pumped about this. Uh, as as the fill-in uh, guest host <laughs> for Sadie Rob Huff, uh, I get to interview one of the coolest people that I know. I'm happy to know this person. He fits all my buckets. Um, he goes by one name, just his last. He's kind of weird. I'm into that. He's got a really unique, cool look that I used to have, so I'm a little jealous. He's unbelievable with music, which I'm not, which so I want to actually secretly be him. And he is a believer in Jesus Christ. Welcome, Crowder. <laughs> That's. I see you got uh, my publicist uh, introductory. Uh, memo. That's good. Is that, I like was to, that was that a good intro? It was pretty great. Are you happy great. with that? It was pretty great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the, I leave the, anything out? The word handsome. I thought we had the word handsome in there, but I, I think Crowder, you reference. I think your self referencing made it apparent. You know, Crowder, like I, said, I, I live by a certain code. I never call another man handsome. Okay, that's just oh. me. <laughs> I just I can't <laughs> I just can't do it. I can't do I'm, it. I'm uncomfortable with that. Really? But I, I think okay. you're I think you're I mean, looking at you with the beard and the hair, uh yeah, I had to well, clean I had to clean that up. You know, it was a COVID moment. Uh, I, yeah. it was like the summer I've been I felt like I've been staring at myself for a long time and I said, <laughs> you know what? I'm fixing to just make a move here. <laughs> right, I'm fixing to make a move. And wipe hey. the hair off, and uh, I mean, do you get? I mean, it gets a little tiresome. I haven't noticed that part of it. I I really haven't. Um, so are you? I mean, I, I'm not very in touch with my body. I guess I I'm, I kind of not aware of my surroundings even most of the time. So I, you don't. So care. I don't know. You just could not, care less. It's not it a look really, for you. It's just like this is how little I care about how I look. Right. I don't think I could care less. Okay. <laughs> I, this is this is as far as not caring as you could get. But do you see feel the thing like is you're... efficiency? It's all efficiency, man. And and uh, you know that's that's the thing. I'm thinking about all the time. You know, you know how it is. We're saving so much time. Once you got cleaned up, you're like, man, this is a this is a timely endeavor. Like you got to spend some time. You got to 
think about what what you're doing in the morning. It, this just roll out of bed. Find a hat. Find a hat that's not doesn't smell bad. You know, it's like which one doesn't smell? Which one smells the least bad? And then you put that on. But do you feel like now that you're maybe trapped? Are you trapped in the look? No, man. And also, also, uh, you know, if if I had underneath here what you have, then I I probably would be more interested in. <laughs> participating along with the rest of uh, folks you know in 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 terms of self-care and uh and you know but I, this is this is for everybody what i'm doing is for everybody you know well, it's better it. it's better this way well i love it and i'm so glad you uh you're on the show i can't we haven't spoken in a while and uh we've hung out a little bit what did we do that time do we do cornhole game or something we did it we, we we did have a corn it was pretty heated and um i lost so i've i kind of don't i don't think about that time together <laughs> as much we had i think the last time we were together we had steaks we ate steaks and i was a, a lot better at that than i was at cornhole oh that's right that's yeah, right i we, ate the crap out of that steak man it's well, great we, we have hung out a little bit and um there's so much that i want to talk to you about uh i do want to talk about this new album and i don't even want to I don't want to miss the moment of this because I think it's so great. Milk and Honey. Hey, how appropriate and, f- and familial is that? I mean, you know, you got a new baby girl named Honey. Oh, I, I, I mean, I, I, there's so many things hey, here. The album ain't as good as that. I'll tell you that. No, it's, a honey, let, it's a letdown. It's a letdown comparatively. Well, but. I I love this album. I love the music. Um, Milk and Honey is unbelievable. I think it's so appropriate at the time. I mean, if it were uh, perhaps affordable, I would just bathe in milk and honey every day. <laughs> Man, the dude that uh, does our does, helps me with my social medias is like, "Hey, bro, we gotta get some TikTok stuff going." Uh, you know, like just people. You know, I need you just pour some milk and honey on you, and it'll go viral. I'm like, bro. First of all, no. And second of all, that sounds, I had the same thought, I'm like, that sounds like a really expensive endeavor. You know, like, I'm not, the, I'm not, I don't have like bees in the backyard. I'm just going to go scoop some up. But that's going to be, that's going to be pricey. You know, that's why I think we named it that. This is like luxury. It's luxurious. It's that like, land of promise is, is, is luxurious. Well, maybe we should start that where everybody gets in their bathtub and fills it with milk and honey. And it's like a challenge, you know. <laughs> that's what he. That's what he was going for. I'm like, I don't know how. I, I don't have a bathtub that small that I could get in. I, I can't afford that much milk. <laughs> you know what I mean? My Crowder. dad. Hey, you'd, you'd appreciate this. You'd appreciate this. My dad, man, would buy milk on sale, and and as kids early on, we're like, I think it's on. I think it's on sale because it's like you know done yeah. today. Like this is the last day. It's okay. And he just stick them in a deep freeze, though. He so oh, no. he just scoop them all up. Oh, he'd scoop them all up, throw them all in the deep freeze, man, bro. And you don't understand. The milk? Freezes the milk, and you don't understand it. It it like thaws at different cons- consistencies. There'd be like you know super watery milk at the top. It gets a little thicker at the bottom. But you have to shake it up before you put it on the cereal. It's it was tough. It was tough growing wow. up. We had. Yeah, and you can't trust the date no more, you know, because it's already gone. It's like right, that was last month, and you just hope that that was, you know, one of the ones we just rotated in to the fridge. Yeah, now yeah. that milk I could get, in, I could get in a bathtub with. That's my point. If I would have been stocking up on the milk like Papa Crowder was, <laughs> I could be doing this TikTok challenge just fine. Yeah. So you guys drank milk that had been frozen. That that sounds disgusting. 
It's it was. It was <laughs> we didn't but we didn't know. We didn't know we didn't know any you know? better. It's like that's what you do. Where yeah. was this at? What town are you in when this was Texarkana, at? Texarkana, Texas. The Texas <laughs> side of things. <laughs> well, now, now that says a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting, Texarkana, Texas, because yeah. I was super familiar with Texarkana, Arkansas. <laughs> Rarely did you step over the line, well, you know? I, yeah, I didn't even think about that there was another whole little <laughs> mirror city over on the other side. It's it's It feels incredibly more uh, spacious on the Texas side of things. A lot bigger over there. Well, Everything is... That's where Monstrous. my folks are from as well. They're from that same little area just south yeah. of y'all in Louisiana. Uh, Texarkana, the Arklatex, man. Yeah. Texarkana was it, on the water tower coming in. It tells everything you need to know. It's twice as nice. It's, you know, it's like, it's twice as nice. You can stand right there on the state line at the at the post office. They had like a little strip of paint on the, on the cement there with a little sign, a little iron sign cut out in the state of Arkansas shape and then Texas and you could put your foot on either side and be like both sides two states one time oh this is twice as nice it just feels twice when's the as last nice. time you were back in Texarkana Texas man every every holiday season oh, we're so back around by, yeah oh yeah stay at my folks house we got like say still on the same property that we have when I was a kid growing up so it's fun Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season, and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash sadie rob summer that's 20 percent off your summer adventure at kiwico k-i-w-i-c-o dot com slash sadie rob summer
spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries and thrillers, business and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500 500. That's audible, A U D I B L E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500 500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Do you drive? Have you making that? Are you making that drive from Atlanta there? <sighs> No, no, no. You told me one no. time you stopped driving. You said you only did. did you, are you still doing that? Oh man, I I sold my it's, Atlanta ruined me. I used to love to drive, man. It's traffic. I wasn't used to traffic, and it's just broken me. It broke me. I I are you still they, just doing they, they like, and stuff? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because it's just like park. They call it like Interstate seventy five, Interstate eighty five. Like this, those are just parking lots and straight lines. Is all they are. If they're not, you're not going anywhere. You're just sitting yeah. in a parking lot. And and I I mean I I really it was about a month. I was like I'm done with this. I had to have friends that were like. Hey man, let's go to lunch. Chris Tomlin, he's a, another dude that does like church music, and he he lived in Atlanta. So it's like, hey man, I'm so excited about you moving to Atlanta. We can go hang out, you know, get food together and stuff. And he's like, come up, come up, let's get some barbecue. I got a great barbecue spot. I want you to try out. And so I start driving, and you know, an hour and a half later, I'm like, this is not Atlanta. Like, he's he lives in Johns Creek. It's a little suburb. He says, I'm like, that's like driving to Tennessee. That's like half my day. I turned around, and went home. I'm like, this is. People, Atlanta's huge. It's huge in Waco and in Texas. I lived in Waco forever, Texas County. You get anywhere in 10, 15 minutes. Like, you know, oh, they live outside of town. It's a 10 minute drive. You yeah. know, it's like, no, Atlanta's too big. So I just gave up. I sold my car and I'm like, I'm going to have somebody drive me around. Uber X. Yeah, it's miserable. I just drove to the Masters. Uh, so I had to go through Atlanta. It's oh, miserable. Yeah. It's miserable. Yeah, you should have just gone around. Yeah. Why? Well, I'm just uh, the things telling me this is the way to go. And it's, so, yeah, um, you trust it. I could, trust the robots. I just don't think I could do it. I couldn't. I couldn't. 
do I that. couldn't. But man, I tell you what, it feels. It feels. Speaking of luxury, it feels amazing. Has somebody drive you around? You're on your phone. You don't have you to feel pay kind attention of big to the time. road. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah. yeah. You know, UberX. You know, the only thing you got to like ask. You know, whose sandwich that is, yeah. <laughs> or like whose bag of chips your feet are on. You know that kind of deal. But it create. It's good for conversation. You know, it's I like, like, hey, it. bro. I yeah, I like it when their children are in the car too. Like, I love <laughs> yeah. that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> mom and dad's got to work all day. And they're just sitting over in the seat. <laughs> Dude, one time, I'm not I'm not kidding you. I got picked up by this gal who was move, moving. She was moving, and, like, her whole her whole situation was in the car. I'm, like, sitting on a box, and, and I'm like, whoa, what's this? And she's like, oh, that's my dog. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Your dog a- was in this box that I'm sitting on. Sorry about that. I'm not, I'm not kidding, ma'am. I was, I was having her, uh, her run me back to the house and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, 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 I lied to her and told her I was going to, uh, the, the grocery store. If she just let me out here, I'd be fine. I had to pick up a few things. I had to cut that one short. Yeah. <laughs> That's outstanding. No, I've had, yeah, I've had some moments like that. What did you, uh, what did you learn about yourself, uh, over COVID? Um, that you can, you can use the power washer too much. I didn't think you could, but, but yeah, yeah. A pressurized washer can be uh, overused. I did learn that. We started with a, at the start of COVID, we had a concrete drive and it's now, we're, we're past the aggregate, it's turning into gravel. We gotta, so my wife's like, uh, she's upset about that. So I learned that I can, I can uh, be a little OCD when it comes to uh, a clean driveway. Yeah. So we, when we're turning it into a gravel drive quickly. So were so, you able uh, to do any music? I mean, you, I mean, that's pretty much your business, I was, right? Just traveling. I tried, and- yeah. yeah and I, I travel all the time with it. And usually most of the time I'm cutting an album, I'm on the road. So it was weird to, I, I tried to resist it for a while. I knew all my friends, you know, that make music. First thing they're going to do with a little time is start making music. I'm like, they're going to flood the market. I'm going to sit back and wait. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was being real clever with it. But boy, I, I, you know, I, I think part of it is we started with, hey, man, you got to go home. Everybody, you can't be traveling. COVID's hit and we lockdown's happening. And I thought it was going to be like for the weekend or something, you know. Then then it was like, maybe it's just the next. Maybe it's 14 days to flatten the curve, you know. Yeah. <laughs> a year and a half yeah. later, I'm like, I guess I should start like doing some work. <laughs> maybe yeah. I should get to recording an album. So I did. We started making music and, and uh, wound up with an album at the end of things. And so it, it's going to come out here a little bit. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk more about that album. And you're heading to you're you're going to be uh, touring this fall, huh? Not yet, not to the fall. So summertime usually is packed. I, I love summer because it's all festivals and fairs, you know. Yeah. And uh, man, that scene's great because they every one of those things have corn dogs. I'm not lying to you. I I I love that season. Every summer, it's like I get to go rate corn dogs uh, you know that you know that dude barstool he's got the pizza thing yeah i'm into the corn i'm into the summer corn dog thing it's tough to get like you're the perfect a corn dog, corn dog. it's the perfect thing on a it's a i mean it's just walking around eating you know it's like it's great it's, a, it's efficient food it's it's a good it's a good and, where, but it's tough to get the perfect corn dog it really is sometimes where, there's a little where's a spot where you've gotten one where you're like that's it like that is that's what makes a good corn dog. Where where is that where's that spot been? Well, it was a state it was a state of Idaho fair. Oh. Idaho State Fair, boy, I tell you what, it was a great day. One they had they have what's known as the butter cow and uh 
That's a cow that's full size. It's a, it's a, it's like a, a statue of a cow that's full size uh, heifer, but it's it's carved out of butter. So ah. if you can go, no, no, picture this: you're staring at a butter cow eating what may be the perfect corn dog, and it's tough to beat a day like that. So Idaho State Fair is where you can go do that. I actually wrote that down because I'm gonna. I, need, I, 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 yeah. I go to now Idaho. I I've been to Idaho. But I'm going to uh-huh. find out more about this that, state fair and this Hit that dog. state fair. Yeah, hit that state fair. And, and uh, boy, eating, eating that thing with the right yellow mustard. You know, if they get that right yellow mustard, staring at a butter cow, it's, per, ah, it's pretty perfect. I'm kind of like that perfect. about cheese sticks. I'm a connoisseur of cheese, cheese sticks. Cheese sticks are not to be in. They, they're a lot of time overlooked. And, uh, man, that perfect cheese stick. Oh, uh, right crunch. Right, you know the good ones have a little bit of space because the cheese got hot and there's a little air pocket in there, and then you bite it and that oil runs out just a little bit. It's not, but when it's not too hot, doesn't burn the tongue. You can still right. keep eating. Woo! It's tough to beat that too. I've ordered cheese sticks. I was in Vegas one time at a really fancy restaurant, and and I asked them, did they have cheese sticks? And everybody <laughs>, laughs, you know, like it was a yeah, joke. Yeah. And and so I thought, yeah, it was my little joke, and. um she comes back out. She told the chef, and he made me on the spot cheese sticks, and said he had never made them before, and they were unbelievable. Really? Yeah. Ah, that's 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 pretty brilliant. So you may could try that with a corn dog. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if they, <laughs> they. Well, probably most uh most you know high end establishments are sitting around with a bit of cheese and some flour and egg and whatnot. Uh, I don't know if everybody's sitting around with a a brat or a. A, a wiener dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. What's <laughs> y'all got any Oscar Mayer back there? What's you the, know, just whip me up a corn dog. <laughs> what's quick. the cooking situation around your household? Who are y'all cooking Bro, a lot? Listen, are you eating out all the time? Or man, I tell you, I see, I see you on that internet machine making all manner of goodness, and I thought that was one of the things I wanted to get good at. I wanted to get great at this over the over the season at the house. You know, I was like. I have it. Me and my wife eat like five year olds, both of us. Like our favorite meals, like mac, craft mac and cheese, and some good frozen <laughs> fish sticks. Uh, and we're in heaven. And I'm like, hey, we got time. Let's let's learn to cook. And so you know, I we like Indian food. I was like, hey, let's figure out how to make her, uh, Tony's favorites, aligobi. And I'm like, and it's just basically potatoes and some cauliflower and some spices. I'm like, we got this. They call it a curry, whatever. It's just a sauce, you know, man. We gave up. We're not. We're not cooks. It's like some people can't keep plants alive. We can't. We can't keep ourselves alive if we left can't. to cook. We we can. We are great heaters up of things. That's what we are. We can heat you up something, but man, we can't cook. Neither of us. We're terrible. You're we're too, terrible. You're too skinny. That's the problem. See, no, I'm always that's... like on the verge of like being morbidly obese. So it's like because that's I'm wanting good food, and so I'm having just constantly. You know, because I know how to do it. Once you know how to make food taste really good, it then can create stuck. other problems. Because <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because you want to eat it all the time, right? And so that's yeah. the, that's the problem I have. But yeah, because you can make it exactly like you want it. You know, you don't have to go into that situation where you know, you know, as a hunter, you'd appreciate. You always go back to where you know where the good stuff is. But yeah. when you go into a restaurant, you don't know. So a lot of times that's a risky move, you know, unless it's someplace you know and you're comfortable with. Or that's why right. people love cha- chain stuff. You know, chain chain restaurants are great because you know what you're getting into, you know. A Big Mac in, 
in Arizona is going to taste like one in, in Tokyo. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's going to be, you know what you I, get into. There is a little difference, though. I've eaten some, like a rat, like. They, okay, they I made that up. I, made, I yeah, assume. Yeah, but I, when you said that, because I. I, I, I assume. I ate one in Japan. And I ate one in uh, uh, maybe Germany. And I was like, oh, this is a little, it's a little different flavor. I don't know. I don't know. Really? So that's a, here's okay, a difference. See, I didn't know here's that. a difference in menu, though. I'm yeah. eating that corn dog at the Idaho State Fair. Mm-hmm. I'm coming home, and, and I'm going to try to duplicate exactly what I ate. Yeah, no chance for me. I could. That's not. That's not in my no skill set. Skill, skill set. I don't have that. I, I got that. I don't. I don't got that. But see, that's what I'm saying. You can, you can replicate. You can make what you want. You can. That, I can see how that'd be a problem if you could make what you want to eat all the time. Then you would just. Be, I'd just be eating all the time. Right. Too. Yeah. I do that all the time. But I love yeah. the whole process. Like I'm, I'm at the store. I'm picking up everything. Mm. I'm looking at. It. In fact, I'm going to like probably three different stores, especially during COVID. Was like because I wanted this produce. I'm, but <laughs> this store has the best of this. And then that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I'm really so during COVID, I would ask my kids like, "What if? Okay, let's say we we're at a restaurant. Yeah. What would you want? It? What would you order? And then I go duplicate. You know, figure out if I can do that better. Because typically, I can oh, make man. it better than a restaurant because they're having to do it in mass quantities and if you're doing it just for like six or seven people got a one-off you can do it yeah don't even get me started on food um um well see that's what i'm i'm deceptive and i I eat all the time this whatever this metabolism is so i it's got to be a constant it's got to be constant deal i probably don't have time i don't have time to run around town and and go to get this or that and then and then spend you know three i gotta be eating i gotta i gotta be eating quick yeah you're blessed you're blessed with that I was watching the video for um, Good God Almighty. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. You had the white well, suit on. <laughs> yeah. As soon as it comes on, you know what I thought? I said, this is the Christian version of Billy Gibbons, uh, the lead singer of ZZ Top. <laughs> I will Top. take that. Oh, man. That's that's good company Have you right met there. Billy Gibbons? I've never met Billy you Gibbons. You are both from no, Texas. I'll, you look similar. Never met. Yeah, I'm the biggest fan ever, too, man. I'm I'm. Well, maybe uh, I can try huge. to set that up. You know if they did in, the opener for our TV show. If if that's in your purview, I'd love to be on that list of. I, I need to get Crowder. A couple years and, ago, I got invited to their. Now get this, fiftieth uh, year in music, and seventieth birthday. How cool that's is that? Ins- that's a pretty that's 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 longevity is what they call that. And I just sat around and listened to stories, and um, I remember I got on a plane one time. I was going to Los Angeles. I think when Sadie was on Dancing with the Stars, and uh-huh. I think it went through Houston, and I look on the and now normally in first class at the time I always had the strongest beard representation of any man there. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I look back and there's Billy Gibbons sitting right behind me, and I said, "Billy, <laughs> you got me." You, you like um. And we sat, we actually went up where the stewardess hang out and we just talked the whole time. And I mean, it's amazing, even at his age, how his brain was just, he had ideas and he wanted to do these festivals. And he was, I mean, just like on it. Oh, he was on the, uh, he was on a TV show, I think. He had a little recurring role on a TV show, maybe in Bones. Uh-huh. And, um, but he was flying out to film that. But yeah, just a super. And in fact, when we were at their, their birthday parties, they were heading out like doing Europe for too much you know still playing and that's unreal man i love that that that's crazy that's great dude 
getting to do what you love for that long is pretty miraculous that's incredible love to hear that that good god almighty that video reminded me i said man this is (laughs) what a cool sound that's just uh you know that's why because i like like growing up my father we just listened to rock and roll that was it which is now classic rock and roll uh we didn't listen to country we didn't um hated christian music because it was it was like when you listen to christian music at the time it was like all these genres together on a station so you may have <laughs> something super slow, and then you may have a rap song, and then you may. But I was like, and you re- rarely heard that kind of <laughs> rock sound. But you, you kind of have that bluesy rock in with Christian yeah. lyrics, which I think is amazing. It's pretty. It's a pretty diverse little get together what we got going on. Because especially once when I got to Atlanta, I I, I kind of got into the hip hop scene because you can't, I mean, it's, yeah, um, it's a bunch yeah. of my peer sets. That's, yeah. And, and a bunch of my peers that I got into with, they're, they're all rappers. And, yeah. and so that low end, that bottom end, it, it's got to live right next to a banjo. That's been a blast to try to figure out how you can have some of that urban, you know, foundational rhythm, rhythm elements section. The rhythm section's really just, right. you know, coming out of a old school 808, you know drum yeah. machine and and yeah. then you got the banjo sitting on top of it so that's been fun to try to get that folkish appellation sound on top of what i feel like is a little more current and more pop now you know it's just oh, pop music i love it i love it and i i just i think i read we we're the same age actually i don't know if you were aware of that but i had no idea we're the same how age. old are we uh 49 my goodness i thought i was already 50 something that's are, great are you 49 I, I don't. I was born seventy one, so the You're math math's hard. You're forty nine. Okay. I was born seventy two, but we're in that. All right. So growing November. up, what kind of music did you listen to when you were young? It well, uh, it was mostly all the highway men. My, my, you know, because you're forced to listen to what your parents, you know, what your parents have on. So it was, you know, Willie, Willie and Waylon and the gang. Um, but Willie, Willie was always one of the top plays, and then Elvis. My dad was super into Elvis. And a big Gaither, Gaither vocal band, really? like Bill, Bill and Gloria Gaither. Yeah, that was the church side of things, the yeah. religious music. And, and then, bizarrely, Olivia Newton-John was in heavy rotation. <laughs> so, and uh, I tell people all the time, that's everything I do in music is Willie, Elvis, the Gaithers, and Olivia Newton-John. That's my right. that's my whole scene right there, and it's all my parents' fault. What's you know? your favorite physical? Is that your favorite song? <laughs> that, was, that was definitely right up there. Oh, man. <laughs> Sadie's listeners right now are going, what are they like? I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know who Olivia and John. Uh, yeah. Greece. Yeah. They probably know her from Greece. They probably, they, everybody watches that yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, that's interesting. You know, because like I said, we listened to, to rock and roll. And we, we didn't listen mm-hmm. to a lot of Christian. And so, and then really for me, it was a few years back when I really <laughs> got into to, to Christian music, especially worship music. And I didn't know yeah. anybody. It was so embarrassing because Absolutely. our show's out and they're like, oh, you've heard of you know this person they're no, like yeah they're like y'all anymore. are christians yeah y'all are christians y'all probably know these people we didn't no. we just didn't uh-uh. listen to we just uh-huh. didn't we didn't do that that wasn't our scene and so for me it's like a whole new thing um to, so of all the, well, the well, of all the places you played give me one that's in the top three i want you that way if you leave one out just give me one that's in the top three coolest moments you've had up on the stage or i have to tell you this first uh uh about the music thing so my parents though at some point probably around age 10 or so suddenly uh band uh secular music 
quote unquote secular music from the house. And so it's then it was only it was only Christian stuff. And we didn't understand it as kids, you know, it's like suddenly the stuff that we had playing in the house all the time, it wasn't okay. And my one of my shining moments as a as an as an adolescent there was was when I convinced my dad that Queen was a Christian band. <laughs> I had him convinced, and so he was our soccer coach, and and one of the songs was another one, "Bites the Dust," and it it became our anthem. He's the coach, and it was like our it was like our you know our warm up song, our practice song. He he had the little jam box out on the field, cranking another one, "Bites the Dust." We go to the pizza parlor after a game, after a win, we'd be there. He'd go to the jukebox, pull up another, dial up another one, "Bites the Dust," or "We Are the Champions." It's like this is our deal. If we lose, he'd pump us back up play that thing well we're we're one sunday night this uh traveling evangelist comes through speaking the ills of of secular music and how it's warping the minds of the young children today and as example especially this backward masking you know where they hide these messages yeah. for you and uh, as an example first song out of the gate is another one bites the dust by queen oh, <laughs> and i'm sitting right next to my dad ah. and boy i felt the fury i he had this this big class ring he, i i saw him turn the ring around you uh -oh. know so that the oh boy and then pop in the back of the head man i was pr i never prayed so hard in my life that that evangelist would just not stop talking or <laughs> jesus would come back or something get me out of this <laughs> that is amazing I got, I got busted i got busted in church and so it was out that is amazing but, uh, um, yeah i'd say probably top city um I, I i know i was talking about mcdonald's earlier i know i've had a burger from there but tokyo is freaking amazing i love that city yeah. that city's crazy that playing there was a mind blow wow. um uh in, in the states um you know as far as playing goes one of my favorites was in san francisco um we played at this this club that super uh it's like a rock club Jimi hendrix and all the, i mean every every rock and roll band ever has played there at fillmore and and that was probably a highlight getting to be in a room where so much music's happened yeah that that shaped me as a musician and and uh there's this guy working there one of the bouncers was called dirty dave and uh he'd been there all day and um watching our comings and goings and and at the end end of the night i was going to go grab my stuff from the it's a tiny little green room they have there. It's, it, it's kind of in the middle of everybody anyway it's not really a green room hardly but uh, i left my stuff in there and i'm going to go past him to grab my stuff and he grabs me by the arm and he looks mad and i'm like oh crap i've pissed dirty dave off and and he looks at me and goes boy i've been here as long as I can, I've been here for so long, and I hear music happening here every night. I don't know what that was. Something happened in this room. Man, you made me cry. I don't understand why I was crying. Oh, wow. I ain't cried since my mom died, and I don't understand what that was. Can you tell me what that was? I'm like, man, I think that was called the Holy Spirit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and we got to talk, and I think that was probably one of my, my favorite nights, just seeing, uh, you know, just, uh, I guess, being in a place that you think is legendary yeah. and seeing that seeing that the holy spirit the presence of god the that that what we're doing it, it, the air really does shift seeing that there's something even more legendary than some of my uh music heroes was pretty spectacular it was pretty Whoa, cool that's good that's good i love that i have to ask you this what is yeah. the best advice you have ever received 
<laughs> well, in terms of music, tune your guitar. <laughs> this too, and and uh, so I laughed probably about like that, and then it turned into like a life metaphor for me, uh, like a life lesson. It, what what the guy was telling me, I was early on when I was trying to figure out what I was doing. I was tr- helping out with this church, kind of how I got into this whole deal. I was just trying to help out with this church, and and um, didn't have a clue what I'm doing. I still feel like I don't have hardly a clue what I'm doing, but then I really did. And and I'm asking everybody I know that does it, like, hey, man, t- tell me what I need to be doing. T- tell me something. And they tune your guitar. He said, there's a lot you can't you can't control. Like, when you get up on stage and start playing music, there's a lot that's out of your control. And and what you need to do is do all the work, all the work to, to make sure that your stuff's taken care of. Mm-hmm. Tune, you can tune your guitar. You can look down there, take the time, make sure your strings are stretched out and that you're going to be like, do what you can do. And then, then open your hands up and let God do whatever he wants to do. And, and that's been, that's been it for me is to do the, do the little stuff that you know you can take care of and then trust the rest. It's outside of your purview. Don't worry about it. That is amazing advice. Wow. Now, Louis G tells me that you're actually an evangelist. <laughs> well, is there, I tend is there to, <laughs> truth to that? Because I'm kind of into evangelism, so <laughs> it's gonna. Well, that I, that I that I think Jesus is pretty spectacular. It's a better way to go about living. It tends to come up if you're around me. So, <laughs> <laughs> in that sense, yes, I I certainly am. Uh, uh, I get you, you kind of peg me pretty quick quickly. But I love I love. Uh, I feel like my my experience growing up. Getting to see a lot of sides of the church, uh, understand the the, the diverse nature of, uh, of how his the story of the gospel can be told. I, I enjoy talking to people about it, and and just first of all, I like people. I think people are <laughs> people are funnier than anybody. That's what I yeah. like to say. It's like uh, so. I'm, I just like people, and and when you get to know people and start talking to people, you're gonna stuff's going to come up when it's as, as significant and right. life altering as, as, uh, you know, our faith is. And so here's I my, think that's what leads that. Yeah. Here's my theory. Cause I think we're alike on a lot of things. Cause you like to remodel stuff. You guys like to do that. I yeah. think it's that there's a project nature about us. I know it is about me. I love a project. And so a person oftentimes becomes a project and I'm like, Oh, and I'm trying to think like Paul says he's Paul was still praying that the mystery of the gospel would come out of his mouth. And no one knew the gospel better than Paul. Why is he still praying that he can? Because he knew there's some people, you know, it's not it's not science. It's not like it's more art because you can say the same thing to two different people. One person can fall to their knees and one person can walk away like like the rich ruler walks away from Jesus. He had the same offer that Peter did. Peter took it and we know who he is. Totally. And sadly, all we know about that guy was what held him back was he was rich and young and a ruler. <laughs> and that's, that's amazing. And so he was forever known as that. And uh, we don't even know his name. Um, but I think it's that that's project. Good. You know, I love projects. And so and, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I can see something. You know, I can see something in a structure. I can see something in, in a person even that they may not even can see. And I think Jesus did that as well. He sees these guys who look, you know. I mean, let's face it; they were a ragtag bunch, but um, <laughs> but I love that too, and I love uh, taking on people, and uh, and it's outside of church and all that. What what totally. drives? Just to wrap it up here, what what drives you crazy about aspects of religion or people? What do you see that you go, man? Come on, Pi- piety, man, piety. I think it's it's you know, 
the only people Jesus didn't really give us an example of how to love were church people. (laughs) All he did was pick on the Pharisees and Sadducees. And these are dudes that gave their, their whole existence was wrapped up in trying to follow the, the, you know, laws of Moses and tell everybody about how to be, how to be back in communion with God. Like that's what they gave their life to. And yet somehow they, they, they got it so wrong. And, Boy, he just destroyed them every time he's around them. It's like, I, Jesus, he showed us how to love the poor, the, yeah. those on the outside, the, you know, right. but, but man, it, it, so if, if they're frustrating to, to him, I think I'm okay to, to be yeah. a little frustrated at times. That's, with, that's man, but I feel like it's piety, man. When we, as soon as we think we got things figured out and that we got a leg up, um, uh, it's, it's when, that's when uh, we don't really have a voice anymore. That's and, it. It's always backwards. Think, He's always to, to, we always got to get lower and stay humble. Well, that's it. Crowder, this has been amazing. Um, Milk and Honey is the new album. Um, I, it's, I, I just I absolutely love it. And um, thank you so much for putting this out, putting this together. And, uh, you know, it just encourages me. Uh, I can't wait to hear. I, hopefully I can catch up down the road and see you on uh, with the tour, I know everybody's ready to get out and just no do something together and uh, kind of like That's you know, how we used to do it. But uh, thank you so much. It's just been a thrill talking. You are a bright light, my friend, and I'm so glad to know you. Dude, back at y'all, uh, and congratulations on so much wonderful things going on in the family there. It's just uh, it's amazing to watch from a distance and, and get to be up close to it occasionally. So blessings on you guys. I know it's a good season of life for y'all and, and couldn't be happier to, to for you. Thank you, buddy. Awesome, man.